Welcome to Patriot Point Radio. Patriot Point is your source for Kentucky news and analysis from a conservative, Christian, and common sense point of view. Here's your host, Lee Watts. Hello, Patriots. I'm Lee Watts, and this is the final episode of Patriot Point. Yes, you heard me correct. After 12 years on the air talking about the importance of Christians being informed and being involved, this will be the final episode of the program. Thank you for all of you who have listened for so many years, for those of you who have been active in making a difference in what is going on in our state and in our nation. What I'm going to do is last week we started a two-part series on the role that pastors played in the Revolutionary War. We're going to conclude that series today and then at the end of the program let you know why this is the final episode of the program. So what we've been looking at last week and this week has been what is known as the Black-Robed Regiment, which is the role that the pastors and churches played in the founding of our country. So let me tell you a few of these stories. First of all, you may be familiar with the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, April the 18th of 1775. Now, of course, there's a famous poem written by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, but he took a few liberties with that poem. Uh, First of all, when uh, he was going to do his ride, they were going to put some lamps in the tower of the Christ Church over there in Massachusetts, and they were going to put one if the British were coming by land and two if by sea. And then Paul Revere would have to get on the horse to warn people. Well, first of all, he didn't even own a horse. Uh, He had to borrow a horse from the deacon of the Christ Church, a deacon by the name of John Larkin. And then when he's riding through the towns, he is not yelling, the British are coming, the British are coming. Here's some of the reasons why. Is First of all, there was a lot of loyalists in the towns at that time, and somebody would have shot him off of his high horse, quite literally. And beside, the British weren't coming to arrest everyone. The British were only coming to arrest two people in particular, the founding fathers Samuel Adams and John Hancock, because these were two of the leaders of the Boston Tea Party. And they thought if they could arrest and get rid of these two guys, that this freedom movement would die off. Well, Paul Revere knew where these two guys would be. They were at the preacher's house. They were at Pastor Jonas Clark's home, where they would often go for counseling. So when they found out the British were coming, they asked Pastor Jonas Clark, Will the men of your church help us fight? This is what Pastor Clark said back. He said, I have trained them for this very hour. They would fight, and if need be, die too, under the shadow of the house of God. So the men of his church went out in there in Lexington, Concord, and they met the British the next day armed, the founding fathers, the pastor, and the church. One of the leaders in this was the deacon by the name of John Parker, and his statue has become the symbol of American Minuteman during the Revolution. He said that morning before the British arrived, "'Stand your ground. Don't fire unless fired upon.'" But if they mean to have a war, let it begin here. Remember, this is a year before the politicians of the Founding Fathers signed the Declaration of Independence. This is the church standing up to fight for freedom a year before the politicians take action. 
Well, the British uh, army shows up and their British commander rides out and says, Throw down your arms, ye rebels, in the name of the King of England. At that point, that deacon yelled back, We recognize no sovereign but God and no king but Jesus. Bang! And he shot him, and that became the shot heard round the world, which was the start of the revolution. Started not by the Declaration of Independence, not by the Founding Father politicians, but started by churches getting active and getting involved in fighting for the cause of freedom. Pastor Clark later wrote of that day, he said, From this day will be dated the liberty of the world. That is why Patrick Henry later would give his famous speech, and he would talk about how the war has already begun. Why sit we here idle? And he's talking about this battle of Lexington Concord where the church members were already standing up and had actually started shooting the British and fighting for Americans' freedom, and it kind of shamed the politicians into taking action. In that famous speech from Patrick Henry, he ends the words, his famous speech with these words, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. He is saying this famous speech in the St. James Church. Well, all of the founding fathers there understood the reference he was making. He's referencing in that famous speech, Joshua twenty four fifteen, which says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, many of the founding fathers actually got their ideas for liberty right from pastors. It was the famous pastor, Jonathan Mayhew. Uh, Back then, they used to publish their sermons. And he published a sermon back in 1750. Again, 26 years before the Declaration of Independence and the war happens. In this sermon by Jonathan Mayhew in 1750, he has printed the line, No taxation without representation. Well, a lot of people think when you say that line, oh, that's in the Constitution. No, it's not. They might think, oh, that's in the Declaration of Independence. Nope, not there either. That You are actually quoting a line from the pastor's sermon And by the way, Benjamin Franklin and some of the other founding fathers were members of his church. Let's talk about another one of the founding fathers, William Gordon. He said, There are special times and seasons when the pulpit may treat of politics. And they were just letting us know, hey, there is a time when this is the church's responsibility to actually speak up and to be involved in these things. And many of the different denominations were involved. Over in England, the American Revolution was commonly referred to as that Presbyterian Rebellion. Last week, we told you the story of John and Frederick Muhlenberg, who were not only pastors, but they were also uh, uh, members of Congress and in the Revolutionary Army. And they were both Lutheran pastors. The Baptist also had a big part in it. There was a judge in that time known as Judge Kerwin that King George had set up in the colonies. And he compiled a list of 926 people who were absolutely loyal to King George. And then he added at the bottom of that list these words, quote, There is not the name of one Baptist on the list. 
So uh, that's very encouraging for those of the Baptist faith, such as myself. George Washington, when he was president, would later be writing a letter to an association of Baptist pastors, and he said these words, I recollect with satisfaction that the religious society of which you are members, the Baptist, has been throughout America uniformly and almost unanimously the firm friend to civil liberty and the preserving promoters of our glorious revolution." So yes, the Baptists, the Lutherans, the Presbyterians, nearly all the denominations back then were standing up together, and they were involved in politics. Let me give you a quote from John Adams. He was the vice president under Washington, and then later became the second president of the United States. Let's see what John Adams said about preachers being involved. He said these words, It is the duty of the clergy to accommodate their discourses to the times, to preach against such sins are as most prevalent, and recommend such virtues as are most wanted. If the rights and duties of Christian magistrates and subjects are disputed, should they not explain them, show their nature, ends, limitations, and restrictions, how much soever it may move the gall of Massachusetts? John Adams is saying, listen, doesn't matter if it galls people, if it offends them, it is the right and duty of the pastors and the church to actually have something to say about this, to be involved. Of course, then there was his son, John Quincy Adams, who was also a president. He was our sixth president. And he was talking about the great tie between the church, church members, and American politics. Notice what he says in one of his journals. He says, The greatest glory of the American Revolution was that it bound together in one indissoluble bond the principles of Christianity and the principles of civil government. John Quincy Adams is saying very clearly, these two things, Christian principles and our government, the politics that it's run by, these are so interconnected, you can't run the one without the other. The government was based upon Christians being involved, having a say, being in office, and if we want to take the Christian element out, it's all going to come crumbling around us. And the more that we have seen that God is not welcome in politics, Christians are not welcome in politics, the worse things are getting. So that is why I have been actively trying to recruit people for 12 years for Christians to be more involved, to have more say, to be running for every single office. We've seen such an important need in uh, every level of, of government. Now, we need Christians to be on our school boards. Boy, has that been shown in this last year or so. Now, we are getting the atheist, racist groups that are trying to indoctrinate American children into this anti-God, humanism, socialism agenda. We need Christians to say, I will step up and I will serve my country, my community on the school board. We need parents to serve on the city council. Do we all the time talking about debt and how we have too much uh, national debt, too much state debt? Do you know the local city debt uh, and local communities here in Kentucky is more than three times this, the entire state debt? And, of course, we need Christians on every single level up there in Frankfurt and in Congress. And that leads us to our final quote 
from the Founding Fathers for this entire program, not this week's episode, but for the 12 years that Patriot Point has been on the air. And I want to give you a quote from the great Founding Father and Patriot Samuel Adams. Notice his words. If ever a time should come when vain and aspiring men shall possess the highest seats in government, our country will stand in need of its experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. Powerful words from Samuel Adams. I think the time that he spoke about when vain and aspiring men possess the highest seats in government, that time has come to pass. And when that happens, what does he say? What is the remedy for this? Is the remedy for Christians just to back up, to just bore themselves up in their churches and let the rest of the country go? That is not the answer. He says our country will stand in need of his experienced patriots to prevent its ruin. And that is the reason why this is the final episode of the Patriot Point program. Yes, after 12 years on the air, and this being the 625th episode, this is the final episode of Patriot Point, because I've decided I am planning to run for Congress. And there is an FCC regulation that prohibits a candidate for U.S. Congress from having a broadcast program. You'll still be able to catch Patriot Point each and every week on our podcast, which is on Anchor, on Spotify, and the other major podcast services. And of course, you'll be able to catch Patriot Point online on YouTube, Rumble, and BitChute. If you would like to come to be a part of the official announcement, we make this all official, then you are invited to the Kentucky Capitol January the 4th at noon for the official announcement and the campaign kickoff. It has been a great joy and privilege to get to know so many of you across the state. I will covet and need your prayers and your physical support in this endeavor as well. So until we get to meet again, dear patriots, this is Lee Watts reminding you, be informed, be involved, be armed, And never forget that liberty is not a spectator sport. This has been Lee Watts for Patriot Point. Let freedom ring. You've been listening to Patriot Point with Lee Watts. You can find more Patriot Point online with new videos posted every week on YouTube and Rumble. Just search for the channel called Patriot Point or visit our website at www.godandcountryministry.com.